Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. day. Welcome. Good afternoon. Uh, this is the next episode of Just, Just One, One thing. thing. Just One Thing is the podcast of Mindful Living. Today. You can find us on Facebook at The Mindful Couple. We have a wonderful and inclusive group at Mindful Living Today with Lisa and Brad. On and Facebook. And we're also on Instagram. Today we are going to talk about getting better sleep. Okay. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because it's been in the news this week because I've seen several uh, different sources, different web pages have, uh, they're publishing a study that talks about getting good quality sleep can actually add five years to your life, wow. which is a long time. And I know both of you and I have had some issues with sleep right? and we've explored different ways to make sleep better. Some things have worked, right? some things have not. Yep. And I wanted to go through all of the things you can do during the day, you can do when you're prepping for sleep and the things you can do in the middle of the night okay. when you wake up. So why don't we start off? I'm going to put you on the spot and, and, and talk about how great <laughs> your sleep is. You're the queen of sleep. Queen of not sleep. Um, now, I tend to sometimes go to bed for three minutes, 30 seconds, a minute and a half, five minutes, and then I wake up have for a, a couple of hours. Have a couple snores um, and then you wake up. And then I wake up, then I'm awake for a couple hours, and then I uh, then I sleep the rest of the good. I get usually good six, seven hours after that. But um, and and various things have changed that. I think um, acupuncture had an, an, a dramatic impact on positively, on, positively yeah. on my sleep and um, and put me on a better sleep cycle than I had been. But uh, one of the things that I have found that changed most for me uh, is a mindset change. Okay, talk and, about that a little bit. And it was, it, it, it is, for the most part, when you wake up in the middle of the, well, at least me, and I know you mm. feel the same way, and I think most of us, like, you, you, I don't know if angry is the right word, frustrated is frustrated the right is word. Frustrated is a good word, yeah. Um, like, why, you know, why am I waking up now? Why do I have to be awake? I'm why, so tired. Why am I not even drowsy Why sometimes? am I not drowsy? Why am I thinking about something that has nothing to do with anything? You know, there's, there's this litany of being... Uh, angry uh, sure. about the fact that you have uh, awakened. Um, and what I found was just accepting the fact that that's the cycle my body was going through and just saying, right. okay, well, right. oh, okay, I guess I'm, a, um, I guess I'm awake now. And once y you can be soft about it and have a soft attitude about it, I think it changes the whole experience and actually allows sleep to recur more quickly. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the things that uh, people may not be aware of is that uh, there's a lot of evidence for this in old journals. Uh, it's hard to find it like in history books, right. but it's known as biphasic sleep. Yes. Whereas people would tend to go to sleep when the sun went down right. because there were not electric lights. There may have been candle, firelight, etc. But people tended to retire very, very early. Right. And then they would wake up after three or four hours of right. sleep. Then they would be awake. For a couple you know, hours. For a couple of hours, and then they would go back to sleep and right. have a second, a sleep, second sleep during the night. And right. this biphasic sleep is something that people tend to experience. And because we live on, you know, a, we're on clocks. We're on the clock. So yep. you think you need to have eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. Right. And recognizing that many of us are prone to that biphasic sleep right. allows you to be more comfortable, more calm, more accepting of right. the fact that you might wake up in the middle of the night and be 
not necessarily energetic, but you're going to be awake, you're just awake. not sleepy. You yeah. can't go back to sleep until you've been up, done something gentle, hour, whether it's just right. thinking, whether it's you know, reading, whether it's contemplating, and then and then you're able to go back to sleep. Right. Sometimes if you know you're on a busy work schedule, it's it's hard to do that. Right. You don't have the and time. Get three available. or four hours right. when you really right. need to sleep until eight o'clock or something right. like that. It doesn't quite work. But that biphasic sleep, I think, allows people to accept the fact that you might be up in the middle of the night. And then I think, as you said, is one of the most important things. If you wake up mid-sleep, just don't get all upset about right. it. Don't stress about it because that's going to be the very thing that keeps you from falling back asleep. Exactly. It's that you, you use the term be soft about it. Right. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I know a lot of people actually have trouble falling asleep. And right. I, I've never had that no. problem. As soon as I lay my head back, down, I'm, like, the eyes I'm like those old little, I don't know if you remember the baby dolls. Yeah. When you lay them down, their the eyes closed. closed that's like me. I'm, I'm out within 30 seconds. But I know a lot of people do have trouble yes. falling asleep at night. And there are a couple of things that, uh, you know, I've worked with people that uh, have helped them. Uh, have better, uh, we call it sleep hygiene. Yes. Better, better rituals and things that you do around routines around your sleep right. that allow you to fall asleep a little better. You right. want to say something? Um, well, I, I think there's a lot of talk about that. You know, screen time, like make sure you turn well, your yeah, screen off. That, like your screens you know. are going to keep you from awake. It's not right. going to allow you to produce the melatonin you that need you in your need brain to, to fall asleep. To fall asleep. But I think, um, I think the other thing is, um, doing something soothing at bedtime. So it's not only, you know, not watching TV. It's only, it's not only not, you know, limiting your screen time. It's, it, you know, it's not only the well, things that you can. It's, it's don't do things that are exciting. They get right, you all, you know, right. thinking hard or being excited or whatever. Cause I, I recognize during the football playoff season, if I'm right. watching a game, even though I'm tired, you can't go to sleep. if I'm excited about the game, uh, I'm going over it in my head and I can't, I can't go to sleep. And that's true probably of an exciting movie. Uh, I know people try to squeeze in exercise when or they the can. Or the internet, you know, getting on Facebook Whether or whatever, it makes you and people angry, agitated, upset, right. agitated. Right. It makes it very, very, very difficult to go to sleep. So, to me, the biggest thing of a, in terms of a routine to prepare for bed is do something soothing, something relaxing. And then we've done some gentle stretching, right. some gentle yoga, yoga to sort of get ourselves prepared. And I, and I love Insight Timer for that, which is the, sure. the uh, app that you can download. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's just called Insight Timer. There is a free version. And they have lots of, just look under sleep. And yeah. they've got sleep music. They have breathing exercises. They have. They even have people telling stories. Guided meditation. Yeah, they, I, just stories. Somebody we'll, reading we'll a story. We'll talk a little bit about what you do to fall asleep, stay asleep using stories. Uh, well, okay. So many, many years ago, because staying asleep has always been, as I mentioned, an issue for me. Um, I started listening to books on tape. And so I sleep with headphones, old, old timey headphones in my ears. And, um, I, I pick stories that are very calm. They have to have calm voices. They can't be violent stories right. um, or agitating stories. They have to be, I know which authors to look for. I know right. which narrators to look for. Um, but and especially now with with having it on a phone, used to be they used to be on the CDs. Oh, and I yeah. used to have to open Wake the CD, up, change, change CD. the CD. <laughs> <laughs> now with it being on the phone, you know it's and it runs all night. If you get a nice long book, it'll run all night. Um, but what I found was it keeps me, it gets me over those periods when I have light sleep, mm -hmm. um, and would normally start to get agitated because I'm waking up or I notice my right. leg is a cramp or I'm hungry or whatever. Well, one, of the, one of the things that happens, particularly at night, is we've talked before about the reticular activating system, right. your default system that's that sort of alerts you and makes you exactly. aware of dangerous things. So th 
thoughts start running through your brain and very some sometimes it's very silly like oh did i change the laundry is right, it sitting in right. the washer or you know oh did i water the flowers last night or right. did i start the dishwasher and things become very important right and make you almost come go into a panic Agitated, feeling in right. the middle of the night and having those soothing words mm-hmm. of somebody telling a story allows your brain not to sort of well, talk my brain to yourself. Is right. My brain is engaged. As, as soon as I come to that consciousness, all of a sudden my brain hears the story. And I'm like, oh, there's a story going on. Let and me listen to that. Let me not, listen to not that. Not the voice right. in my head that's in, yammering Instead at me. of listening to and the I, noise. I had the experience, you know, over the years, I would wake up at three or four in the morning when I was still working. Right. And I would use that time to sort of prepare for a presentation I was right. going to do <laughs> or generate, you know, sort of craft an email I had to send. Right. And so, unfortunately, I found that to be actually... I solved a lot of problems right. at three in the morning. And so I got conditioned to wake up. And when, right. when I knew my brain started racing, that I could actually get things done and solve a problem. So you trained whereas, yourself. Whereas now I've, I've trained myself to wake up and, and pay attention to those thoughts. Right. And now there's nothing that's really serious that I have to think about. So I'm, right. I'm going crazy over things that are just mundane and not even important. Well, and I would like to say that, that there's a lot of research to show that what you ha- had been doing and trained yourself good to for you. you're not supposed to do. <laughs> and what they recommend for that instead is to keep a pad and pencil right. next to your bed. Absolutely. If you if you tend to be a midnight, a two in the morning problem solver, you know, wake if, if it brings you awake, jot the idea down, jot the sure. thought down, and then allow yourself to say, "I'll think of that in the morning." Right. And that way, you're not actually disrupting your sleep to do some major right. problem so solving. So we've talked a lot of bit about things to do if you wake up in the middle of the night, things not to do. Talked a little bit about um, trying to do things relaxing, preparing for bed. Go to sleep. Other things are very, very simple. You know, try to make sure that your bedroom or where you're sleeping is as dark as you possibly yes. can make it. I mean, when we go on trips, um, there's a motel. Even the little lights from the oh, the emergency, the like emergency the, lights or the uh, the fire detectors, the, yes. smoke detectors. We we put tape and stuff over those because even that little bit of light can keep you, you get five or six of those things keep right you from getting into deep sleep. So having a dark room. A quiet room, or if a room you're going to have intermittent noise, we even use like a fan or a or, white noisemaker on the phone oh, right. to turn that on to just to give you a steady Consistent. hum or thrum right. so that you can sleep through things, noises that might be a little bit disturbing. And, and I would like to say that um, the, 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 the electronic light issue, so you've got the lights on your... If you have a, any kind, kind of clock at all, if you've got, we have the electric blankets, right. you've got the smoke detectors, all of those have, all little, of those lights. have little light. And there's, this is not just something where we're picky about. There's research that well, says... Well, even with your eyelids closed, you pick up light you in your brain. Yeah. Yes, and, yes. and it sort of says, oh, I guess it's morning. I should be I awake. I should be awake, up. right. So there's Which research actually, to show that. One of the things that you can do during the day to help you sleep better is expose yourself to sunlight as much as possible okay. early in the morning because that helps reset, you know, your your right. your, your clock in your brain. To say it's morning now. To say now. it's morning now, I need to be awake, I need to produce the chemicals that make me awake. Right. And then it kicks off a whole cycle that by the time it's bedtime, now the cycle can say, oh, it's probably time to go to sleep and right. you start producing melatonin and, that, and other sleep hormones. And that, that makes me think of people, and I, and I know lots of them, um, people that like to work in the dark. They like to eat, they like their houses mm. dark. And, and I think... That interferes with that sleep. That interferes with your sleep. Absolutely. Because if you're not getting bright light, um, that... During the day. During primary. the daytime. And especially has, early in the morning, right. before lunchtime, get bright light. Get bright light. So people come in in the morning in the office and they want the office lights low. You, you need the lights bright. 
And, uh, if, and if it allows it, I, I often couldn't because of where and how I worked, right. but have the blinds open. So you're, right. getting, you're getting actual real natural sunlight because the, the full spectrum of light is it's actually somewhat important too. Right. Not only the brightness, the lumens, right. but the spectrum is also exactly. important. You can also buy light bulbs that have full, full spectrum, spectrum lighting, which, uh -huh. which actually helps with that sleep cycle, resetting your yes. internal clock as well. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I, I, as we've said, there's, there's so many uh, aspects. And I think a lot of this is stuff that if you, if you read about it at all, hear about it at all, a lot of it's some stuff that people do talk about a lot, but I think a lot of this stuff is stuff that and, it's just. And things that you might think are fine, like snacking late at night. If you oh, have things gosh, in your stomach, really bad. that makes it harder to fall asleep, yep. stay asleep. And stay asleep. Yep. Yes. Another thing that, uh, you know, we didn't talk about, but I think is emphasized a lot and is difficult for a lot of people is trying to have a consistent bedtime and wake up time. Right. You know, if you're sleeping in on the weekends, that sort of disrupts again, that cycle that wants to sort of get itself set and stay consistent. So, you know, within a half an hour or so, try to go to bed at the same time, wake right. up at the same time. And that allows you to fall. Your body knows and recognizes right. that cycle. Yes. And now you can fall asleep, stay asleep, wake up at the right time, and hopefully be a little bit better rested. Right. Right. And I think, um, uh, shoot, something went right out of my head. You're talking about one of the patterning. Th um, yeah, go ahead. I, I, one of the things I was just going to mention, because I tend to not want to talk about it, because I think there are so many things that you can do to naturally have better sleep in terms right. of darkness, consistency, don't be excited before you go to bed, get light in the morning. Right. But there are a few supplements and things that you can yes. eat or take that can help with sleep. Melatonin, is in one. fact, is some, something that I have taken that has been successful for a short period of time. Yeah. 5-HTP is There's a hormone one. that's yep. a precursor to serotonin, which is a brain chemical that can help you fall asleep. Yep. Um, inositol, inositol, which is a, it's sort it's of a, a B, calming, it's a B complex. It's an anti-anxiety kind of a thing that yep. tends to work. Yep. Uh, valerian root works for some people. Yep. I, you know, I urge people if you can possibly avoid it, don't take true sleep medications or um, prescription meds. They might help you temporarily, but they can become very, very addictive. Right. And then it's hard to get off of that. Well, and it oftentimes and, doesn't give you true restful sleep, even though you stay asleep. How about um, Benadryl, which is, you know, the one that they've well, linked? Well, I, I, I tend to get, um, I don't want to use the term addictive, but I get dependent well, right. on Benadryl because it does help me sleep very, very well, much more deeply. Right. And then when I don't, it's hard for me to stay asleep if I'm not taking the Benadryl or right. what, what is it? Uh, Diphenhydramine? Well, is, that's what's in yeah, yeah. So that's the, it's an antihistamine that helps you feel drowsy and right. keeps you asleep. However, there's the link to Alzheimer's oh, yeah. and stuff it, uh, from long-term use of that. potential contributor to dementia over right. time. So right. most of the things that you're going to take that are prescription or are true medications do have, you know, drawbacks right. and potential um, side effects that probably are more detrimental than getting poor Could sleep. Be. Could be. You know, yes. so there are a lot of things you can do to try to get the better sleep before you resort to using any kind of a medication. Right. I think that's about all we've got to say. I wanted to say one more thing. Oh, okay. You might find it might. I just think there is a hormonal change that tends to accrue both in men and women as you age. Oh, definitely. And I think it just becomes more difficult to find deep and consistent sleep. And long sleep. And long sleep. And so I think, therefore, all of the things we've talked about, trying to build all of those things into a daily routine is very, very important. Now, we've talked about a lot. So if you had to pick just one thing of those, what, what would you pick to get um, a little bit better sleep? I'd say if, if you're just starting to recognize that you don't sleep well and you'd like to change the habit, I think the first thing is to just be calm and soft with the fact that you woke up. Right. And I, to me, uh, the thing I'm going to pick is try to pick a consistent bedtime. Oh, yeah. I know because there's so many things that are distracting. They will pull you you know, away, whether it's 
you know, it's doom scrolling on right, your phone or it's right. watching TV shows late into the night. Try to pick a consistent bedtime and do the best you can to stick with And the with best that. way to do that is actually set an alarm on your phone. An alarm you know, to, set an alarm, alarm on your to phone sleep. to yeah. turn your phone off. Absolutely. You know, it's just alarm to set, to turn everything off so that you can get ready for, for your 45 minutes to an so, hour. good night, sleep tight, have pleasant <laughs> dreams, get some good sleep. Until next time, this, this has been, been Just, just One, one thing. thing.